Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello and welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Wow, what a world. We're still on the road. We're running on the road rather than driving on the road, though. Right. <laughs> Linda, Linda's feeling better. She had a little hip problem and it's doing better and she's running three miles a day and picking up coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> no avocados, honey, avocados. So we are doing great over here. We wish you were all with us, but uh, it has been amazingly a dry here. I mean, we've been here for almost a month now and we've not seen rain at all. Which is very rare. Last, last year, last we year were just rained every day. floating away. So anyway, um, welcome back. And we have, um, here we are at the Valentine month, the month of love. Wow. Yeah, the month of love. And before we get to that, Linda, we got a lot to say today. We better talk fast because we want to divide the show in a way and talk for a minute or two, at least, about an article we've just been finishing up. Uh, it's going to run this coming week on Meridian Magazine. Those of you who don't read Meridian, you ought to. You ought to look at it every once in a while. If you just Google Meridian Magazine, it'll come up. And um, we like to try ideas there quite often and see what people think of them. And this week, we're going to be publishing this article about division, division within the world, division within the country, and even some division within the church. And um, it's a big concern to a lot of people, but we want to share with you maybe a, a little different take on it. And again, um, we're talking, when we say the church, we're talking about our church, the church we go to, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We know not all of you listeners are members of that church, and that's good. We want diversity in, on Ayers on the Road. But no matter what church you go to or what your beliefs are or where you stand on spiritual things, I think Linda Division is a concern to everyone right now, especially in America, where we're just more polarized than we've ever been before politically and culturally, and the pandemic hasn't helped, that's for sure, divided us in many ways. It's so scary. Um, and we just keep thinking the pandemic is going to be over so we can kind of go past this, but it just keeps going. The numbers are going down right now as we speak, but we'll see what happens. Um, it is really pretty incredible that it has gone on this long, but the longer it goes on, the more divisive it becomes. And um, well, here in Hawaii, people are so obedient about wearing masks, for example. You cannot go and into the vaccination a rate is so high, a mask. And, and you just can't even go in a restaurant unless you've been you show your, your vaccination. And so is that is that unity because of governmental requirement? Or? No, I'm saying it's just different everywhere. Um, it's yeah. you know it, part of the reason is because they don't have hospital capacity here for you know serious cases. They just don't. They'd have to 
and fly people if they're on the deathbed. They're going to have to fly them to Oahu. Well, and but, you know, again, we're not this. We're not talking about just the, the pandemic, but it has exacerbated this sense of division. And what's troubling to us, I think, honey, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, oftentimes crisis in various forms is, is what unites people. I mean, think back to 9/11. Yeah, and, we've talked about how, this before. And how everyone galvanized together because of the danger and because of the issue. And uh, now we're in a time when this this divides us further. And we want to just read you a little bit of this article just to kind of give you some of our thoughts. And then we're going to move into, as we do every first broadcast, every first podcast of the month, we we try to share our thoughts on a new way to look at gratitude and a new way to become thankful on a different level or in a different way with a different twist. And we're encouraging all of you to, to have a gratitude journal like we do. And then instead of just saying a thankful thing every day of the whole year, it's a different form of thankfulness for each month. And as you started to mention, Linda, February obviously should be and is, in our minds at least, the time when we try to integrate love and gratitude. And we're really excited about the challenge we're going to give you later in the show on the, the, the kind of entry to make in a gratitude journal during the month of February. And I think it's a good follow-on because we're going to just touch on this division a little bit. And then we're going to suggest that basically – the antidote or the solution or the cure to division is always love. It's always, it, that's, that's the opposite. That's the antithesis of division is, is not just unity. It's love. I mean, real, real love, real love, really understanding, getting in people's mind and trying to understand what they're saying instead of rejecting. So let's just read you a little here. We seem to live in a day of widening divisions and polarization within the world, within our country, and even within our church. I know of family members who don't speak to each other because of their deeply held differing opinions on certain issues of the day. Some have even stopped attending church meetings because of the conflicts they feel there. Perhaps what is needed for some of us is, to simply, is simply a more tolerant and listening ear. Others might be well advised just to take a deep breath and try to think from a different and higher perspective. And we all can find some comfort in understanding that within the church and the restored gospel of Jesus Christ, there is much, much more that unites us than divides us. So we want you to just consider a couple of lists, and we're not going to read the whole list. We're just going to suggest that there's two kinds of things that we can think about in our minds. And You'll get the idea here. So this is list one. Just think of these are some of the things that divide people. And this is just topical, right, Linda? So we're not trying to be exhaustive. But what divides us? Vaccine and, max opinion, and mask opinions, political leanings, news channel preferences divides us in, in crazy so ways sometimes. Ways, yeah. Um, race and gender perceptions, um, climate change and conservation priorities, 
nationalism and globalism, different viewpoints, um, progressive versus conservative posturing. I mean, just think of all these things that, and, and, and it's just one thing to list them, but they're, they're deep, a lot of these divisions. They're, they're what's causing families to pull apart sometimes and people to sort of stop talking to one another and, and so on. And even best friends, you know, suddenly they realize they voted for the wrong person or something, you know, oh, I just don't think I like them anymore. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. it's that serious. It's really too bad. It's deep. And, and now I want you to just think of another kind of list that is more spiritual. And, you know, you'll have to adapt it to your own beliefs and so on. But just the idea that when we elevate our minds and sort of go from thinking about cultural things and political things and societal things and 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 we lift our eyes up a little and and try to think spiritually whatever our belief level is maybe we're thinking about our heavenly father as a real father as a parental god or maybe we're thinking about christ the most important thing as an all-encompassing creator and savior and judge and and we're thinking about the world and the purpose of the world under god's care or maybe we're thinking about uh, uh, prophets who have taught us things over time or we're thinking about our whatever our belief is in the hereafter and in eternal progression in in heaven and beyond or we're thinking about scriptures we're thinking about uh, what our goal is to try to be saved and to be exalted and so on. These things, I think, can change our perspective a little. Don't you think, Linda? Put oh, us absolutely. in a higher place where it's a little harder to be divided. Right. And, and the over, overarching and undergirding word here is love. Um, I remember we were doing a a meeting with a group of really outstanding parents recently. And they were talking about the division in their own families. And one guy started going off in the wrong direction. And my kids, I can't believe it. They sit there at the dinner table and say things that are just outrageous. And we just, we can't even eat together anymore. And another father at another table said, um, you know what we've decided, what I've decided as a father and, you know, I guess everybody has their own thing, but I've decided that my children cannot say anything that will make me stop loving them. I will always love them. Yeah. I will. There is nothing that you can say. And they know that. And you can say that about a stranger. It's a little harder to say, but you, you, you can reason it out in your mind that, you know, if you're a person of faith who believes that we're all children of God, that's a different way to look at someone. And that, it's not an opponent anymore, even though he may watch a different news channel or believe a different theory than you or, or feel differently about getting vaccinated. What, whatever it is, even though you might have a hard time understanding how on earth he or she could think what he or she does, just elevating your thoughts to the idea that we are, you know, we, we are capable of love and we are loving brothers and sisters. And we've mentioned on the show before C.S. Lewis's comment that the most sacred thing on earth, other than God himself, is 
that person you're talking to and maybe disagreeing with right now. That's a potential exalted being. And, and you know, I think it's like, um, you know, we need to bear in mind that the things on that first list that, that I referred to, they're temporal, they're political, they're cultural. And when compared with the other list of spiritual higher things, they're, they're temporary, many of them are, and, and perhaps in some cases they're even trivial when you compare them with the list of eternal things. So that, that's what we want to try to think about as we move into the idea of love and thinking about love in February. Well, I think one of the big problems with what we're talking about is our keen ability to judge others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we judge what they do. I mean, even if you have a commentator that you can't stand to listen to, and we've pretty much quit listening to news stations because it's so divisive. Except the BBC. Oh, except, yeah. <laughs> we do love listening to the BBC. They have BBC a worldview. It is show so, you the real they news. will show you the real news. All of the news what's around happening the world. in Africa and Ethiopia and, you know, all in Egypt, wherever. And it is just so fascinating to me, even though they are just hilarious to listen to as well. But that this judgment thing, I think, is so difficult. Let me read you just a couple more paragraphs, and then we'll move on. In fact, the things in list one, which we mentioned earlier, should be viewed as at least partially as an opportunity, a chance to listen, to ask, to try to understand, and thus expand as a building ground for difficult empathy and for deepened humility. You know, I've been doing my dad's history this week, and he taught me the greatest lesson that I ever learned. And it just started as a simple little thing. Um, we just believe that Sunday is sacred at our house, and we just don't do anything. We don't spend money in any stores or anything like that. And one day, my best friend told me she was going to go bowling on Sunday. <laughs> Oh, no, and not went, that. Oh, no, no. And I was just with my, my dad was sitting there. I was like, I can't believe she would do that. I can't believe it. We're in Sunday school every week. And he stopped me and he said, Linda, you have to remember that that Marilyn's dad is not a member of our church. He does not have those beliefs. <laughs> Sunday is the only that they have to do as uh, do things as a family. And you should not be the judge here. And he, he was so kind. He never ever gotten mad at me. That was the sternest he had ever been to me in my life. And I remember thinking, okay, you're right. Well, looking right. back on that, that was pretty mild form of division, right. wasn't it? <laughs> now compared and, to what we're looking judgment, at now. Yeah. I mean, that was my big deal as a child. But honestly, it taught me the best lesson for the rest of my life. Just look. He said, you've just got to try to understand where people are coming from. So let, don't judge it. One more little paragraph here, and then we'll, we'll take a little break, and then we'll move into love for February. But I, I love I'm kind of proud of the wording at the, at the end of this, Linda. Sorry, I don't mean proud. I just mean I think it may communicate. Mm -hmm. um, when we are talking to someone of our faith and find ourselves critically wondering how on earth he can believe in a conspiracy theory or how she can embrace that liberal position or how he can say what he says or watch what she watches, Perhaps we should instead try harder to appreciate the powerful and uniting bonds of our common spiritual beliefs and faith and love if we could just try to look up together at the divine or the spiritual rather than across or down in opposite directions. Exactly what I was talking with 
about yeah, Marilyn. Yeah, you know, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. I mean, just look into her soul, and I decided to love her. Well, let's take a little break, and when we come back, let's. This is the part we're looking forward to most is sharing how we're going to try to view our gratitude journals in the month of February. And we've already started, so we can share it with you and invite you to join with us in looking at gratitude through the lens of love. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back. Um, we are appreciating for ourselves as well as hopefully for with you um, how important it is not to judge and not to be as divisive as we have been. I mean, it kind of starts with us. I've decided I'm just going to quit wondering why people won't get vaccinated quit because wondering they why, have reasons. Well, quit, even broader, quit wondering why they think what they do because there's a reason why they think there what they do. There is some reason. And... Um, Many people, even in Hawaii, they're they're having a big weekend this weekend, and they're going to do four thousand people who they've convinced. But I've decided to quit trying to um, quit having that be an upsetting thing to me because people are who they are, and that'll tie right in, Linda, to that. We're so excited for a new twist on what we're writing in our gratitude journals, and you'll you'll see how it changes. I mean, all of January we were trying to pick out a new thing that we noticed with our senses that we could write down and be grateful for. And now this time, it you'll like this new twist. And again, we invite you to join with us in whatever you do on a gratitude journal or listing. So let us, let us just share some thoughts with you. This is kind of a poem. And it's we, kind of a poem we, that Richard wrote. Well, it's really lovely. I felt strongly about the, the idea of trying to convey this message in a bit of a poetic form. Okay, so here we go. Can you look at beauty and frame it with a heart so that both thanks and love ride easily upon the seeing? Can love and gratitude rise high in parallel planes so emotions energy can flicker back and forth between them, multiplying each other like chicken and egg? So think about this relationship between gratitude and love and how intertwined they are. And we'll go on here. Gratitude, like love, grows every time it is given or received. In fact, ask yourself, are thanksgiving and love separable? Can we feel one without feeling the other? Or are they so intertwined and so completely related, that it is impossible to tell where one ends and the other begins. What do you think? I think that's right. They're so, they're so exactly intertwined. We all need love and we all need to give love. We need someone to comfort us, to hold our head when it hurts. And when it doesn't, we need to be the holder. Some say love is such a special word that perhaps we shouldn't use it so much. On the premise that if you try to love everything, you'll end up loving nothing. The other view is that love is such a special word that we should use it every minute and that love breeds more love and it's inexhaustible and infinitely expandable. There are more things to love than we can ever find. You might love 1% of all the things you could have loved this day. And every time you add another, 
gratitude grows. And obviously we come down on the second one, don't we? I mean, yeah, it's so interesting how often people have asked us, how, if you've got nine children and 34 grandchildren, how can you possibly love them all as though love was this sort of finite thing and the more times you divide it, the less of it there is to go to every person. Right, right. <laughs> and it's the exact opposite. The more you express it, the more it multiplies. And the more people have to spread it across, the more there is for each one. Right, right. And sometimes it's a big job because we had 14 birthdays in 30 days. This <laughs> right. But And we express love everyone on everyone. But in fact, there's a birthday today. And it really is so important to just express love. And the more people you love, the more expanded you become. I mean, th th there's so many things here that are so, so wonderful that contemplate. Let's go on here. You are, as one, limited and isolated. Your slice of reality is just a sliver. But to love others gets you into their heads, and you see what they have seen, like entering different crystal balls one after the other. We need to learn to love like brothers and sisters and like friends and like parents and like children and like lovers and partners. Here's some more magic. As we get better at remembering blessings, it is guaranteed that we will also become more generous. It's not possible to become better at receiving without also becoming better at giving because they are two sides of one coin. And put in motion, they spin up, feeding each other, catching the sun, reaching a higher realm of love. I just love that thought. Just the whole idea that uh, gratitude and love are completely inseparable. So here's the challenge. And we're, one reason we love doing this the first podcast of every month is we're challenging ourselves. And I have to congratulate you, honey. You, you, are, you have not missed a single day in your gratitude journal of writing down whatever it is we're focused on for that particular month. And I know you're going to, and I've already seen that you've, you've been on target so far in February. I have to admit a couple of times I missed a day and I had to go back and do it retroactively. And it wasn't as good as when I did it every day, because it's a daily thing to, to really capture. But Here's the challenge for February. We're going to read this really slow. I think we're going to read it twice and have it sink in to us as well as to you. In this Valentine's month, love something or someone new each day. A new notice beauty, a new opportunity, a little convenience, or a person you've never loved before. Write one in this book each day and write a little about the person or thing Many will be the same things you have felt gratitude for. And this time say, I love you. And I think we don't really need to say, read that again, but it really is interesting <laughs> that sometimes we can love people and we just don't say it. Well, and sometimes you can say, I'm thankful for something and mean it. You know, I really, I feel good about this. I feel gratitude for it. But it's not until you say, and I actually love it that it sort of elevates, it takes right, it to a right. new level. I mean, it, it's not the same thing for me. And, and I, I mean both of these, obviously, deeply and fully. But when I say, I'm so grateful for you, honey, that's not the same thing as saying, I love you. 
it's a wonderful thing, and they and they they merge together, and we need to say them both. But I think, and that's why that's why the end of this challenge says many of the things you write down in your gratitude journal this month, and we challenge you to start with the words "I love you." Um. I love you, and then and not start with the words "I love." And then put down the thing you're doing. Whereas in, in the other months, we're saying, I'm grateful for or I'm thankful for. This time, start off with I love. And as we mentioned at the end of the challenge, many will be the same things that you've already written down that you're grateful for. But now put the new twist on it and think about it in your mind. I love this thing. Why do you love it? How do you love it? Or I love this person. How do you love it? Have you expressed it to the person and so on? Yeah. Um, so I, it is a little different because I've started walking again. I have had some issues, as you mentioned earlier, but I started walking and I just, it's beautiful. But I, you know, if I say to myself, I love this, I love this, I love the light on every leaf, I yeah, love all yeah. this, you know, and I just look around and see what you love. It's amazing. But this month I'm going to try, and I think there's another month coming up when we do this more, but I'm going to try just send a little love note to somebody. Email is so easy. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. can just, uh, we have a lot of family members and I just decided I'm going to pick out somebody every day that maybe I haven't paid enough attention to and just tell them I love them. And that's hard for some people. I know. Um, yeah, yeah, we know it it's hard for some spouses. Um, to express <laughs> it. You remember there was a, there was an ad campaign years ago that just had a simple tagline: "If you love them, tell them." Right. And I, I just I actually love <laughs> what you just said, honey. And on a couple of levels, I mean, you um, you're very good at loving. I mean, you're you're a natural. You're 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 defined by how how you love in many ways, and I think. You have the, uh, and what you just said really impressed on my mind this, you know, you're out walking on this beautiful path you walk on. And it's one thing to say, oh, man, that's so beautiful how the light filters down through those trees. We went on a walk in a forest together the other day, and we said a lot. That's just so beautiful. I'm just so grateful for that. But the minute you just said, I love that. It just yeah, sort of expanded it, it. Yeah. even though it's just a thing. It's a light. It's a, and and you can't send a love note to the light. I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't say, but you be in a way you can. You can say in your mind, "I love you, light. I love this thing." And then when you move it to a person, even a stranger, even someone you've just met, can do you think you can meet someone? And, and does that cheapen the idea of love to say? I met a new person today and I actually felt love for him. Is that, is that too, is that, is that too common? Do we have to save love for people that we really know and really love, or can we love everyone we meet? I don't know. We know um, couples who the one spouse or the other finds it very hard to say, I love you, even though they do, but it's just, it, maybe it's part of their family culture. It is really uh, hard for some people to do that. But even if you just say it in your mind, it's, it's really so amazing. I know, but what do you, what do you think about, uh, I'm still on this question a little bit of, of whether you have to save the word love for 
someone you have loved for years and loved deeply or whether it you can use it for you know I met a I met a person the other day our son Jonah introduced us to him and I don't know him very well at all but I think I can say I love him you know yeah I, I mean I guess it's the idea of believing we're all children of God, we're all brothers and sisters, but find some little thing. I think that's the key. Even with a new person you meet, find some little thing you actually love. Maybe you love his smile. Maybe you love um, the way he uh, looks you in the eye. And, find a little thing to love. And maybe, and that's great, but, but you, we're not saying you necessarily have to say it. No, 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 because, no, no, no. I'm just saying feel it in right, your heart. Right, right. Because I, in doing my dad's history this week, yeah. I reflected, and I don't think he ever said, I love you, Linda. He no. was a farmer from born in 1892. Right. And, you know, they just didn't express love like that. And he, I knew he loved me. Right. But he never said that to me. So you're separating the feeling and the expression, but you're right. kind of challenging people to do both whenever yeah. they can. Yeah, they can. Some... Because sometimes saying it magnifies it. Yeah. So, so, and the challenge for this month is not to express the love to someone or to something. The challenge is to feel it and write it down. One new thing each day, one thing you haven't expressed before in your gratitude journal. I love, and it could be the light I saw as I walked today. And your gratitude journal, your gratitude journal could just be. <laughs> Earphone. I mean, you know, everybody doesn't have a book. Yeah. Um, everybody doesn't even formally sit down and write it down, but but you could do it on your phone so easily. Just keep a little list um, somewhere on your phone, on your notes, or wherever you put it about what you love that day. It does change the way you look at the world. So I'm going to close and then give you the last word, honey. I'm just going to put it into practice. I want you to know I love you. <laughs> I wrote you on my in my book on February 1st. <laughs> and I want you to know that I actually love this podcast and doing it. I love you who listen. I love BYU for giving us the opportunity. And have a great time keeping track this month and being a little more conscious of all the things you love. And I just like to wrap up by saying it doesn't have to be the same person. I mean, I mean, a different person every day. I, I loved my son this week twice, <laughs> one day after the other, because there were other things that I loved about him. So do it your way, but have a good time thinking about love this this time, this this month and this week. And we challenge, leave you that way with that challenge and say, we'll see you again soon on Iris on the Road. Bye-bye.